Um, so I would, I would try to pick a niche that, you know, if you want to learn, if you're a brand and, you know, or an individual, I would just like pick a, pick a kind of area, maybe like learn it holistically and then pick it, break it into bits mm-hmm. um, and try to figure out like how you can improve, you know, each of those little bits. I, for, for me, the best way to learn SEO is to listen to what other people are doing and to like go out and look at sites that are really successful right now break them down understand exactly what it is they're doing right and just copy what they're doing so the other the other thing is podcasting for me like i think everybody should start a podcast like every business yeah for me the best way was to like have a purpose behind what i'm doing and and podcast starting a podcast or a blog where you interview people i think is just like the secret behind it all really if you I, i i think the reason people don't maybe is like it does take time, but also like it takes some kind of like it's a bit scary, I guess. Mm-hmm. You've got you to reach out to people, um, and then you just you, know, you just got to step out of your comfort zone a little bit because it's yeah, payoff is huge. Hi everybody! Today I have a really special guest, Ben Goody. Uh, ben, I have been following your work on LinkedIn for a very long time, and I feel like you're one person if there's anything related to marketing and I'm saying that as a marketer uh, related to SEO I feel like your profile gives me so so much more learning than anything that I could ever get from anywhere else which is amazing Uh, you are a founder and creator of how the fuck podcast and you're building an archive like literally an SEO treasure for all of us to you know go through uh, get all the learnings that we can for as solo entrepreneurs as people who want to learn about SEO uh, as people who are, you know, working for different brands uh, behind the scenes as well. So I feel like what you're doing is not just, uh, you know, the content that you're creating in the series, but it's so, so much helpful uh, for all of us. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. It's uh, it's nice to actually meet someone who has been following. For that. Uh, so Ben, I really want to start off with, uh, you know, talking about your background. Uh, we can start off with how you got into marketing and what do you do at the moment? Because you're also a search first marketing consultant. And I feel like we really want to break that down. <laughs> like what exactly yeah. is that? Uh, just to make it more simpler for people who don't really. Cool. Um, so I got into marketing. Um, I actually kind of went in and out of marketing. I started mm-hmm. as an intern, like when I was 18, I did a marketing internship. Wow. Um, and then I went to uni and I studied like finance and economics and I thought, oh, maybe this is interesting. Then I realized it really wasn't interesting. I kind of, I went into startup world Mm. and that was where I got into marketing. Like I was just more interested in like how to grow a company and like what, what that's like. And then I kind of slipped into that role. Like no one, we didn't have a product marketer. It was just us. I thought like, this is a better way for us to grow than sales. Yeah. And just sort of took up the the kind of marketing role. Nice. Um, and then I went from startup to startup, like always like kind of B2B technology. Like one was healthcare, one was customer service, one was um one was like customer experience technology. Nice. Um, and I kind of bounced bounced around a few startups and 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 yeah, learned like very different kind of lessons in each one. But awesome. Uh, and have you always yeah. been in the SEO side for marketing or have you tried different verticals or you know different things? Yeah, no, I haven't been, I haven't been in always in SEO, Got it. Okay. Uh, but I've always had like my own like blogs or, or like something like that. That's like, like SEO has been like the thing that I found like kind of intuitively mm-hmm. um, makes a lot of sense because it's, I, it's one of those things I think puts the power back in your hands. Like you don't need to have money to do it. Like mm-hmm. anyone who can write can do SEO. Like you just gotta, like, that was my experience. Like we've got no budget. Mm-hmm. You're in a small startup, like 
figure out a way to grow and I was like okay so I wrote like 50 articles in like a year wow. and then you know we started to grow and that was mm-hmm. um it was like a huge thing like I, I, I was never just in SEO which is why I call myself like search first marketing right um, okay. because honestly like I think SEO a lot of SEOs like kind of exist in like an isolated bubble mm-hmm. um and it that's like I don't think any marketing channel should exist in an isolated bubble that's true um and so as a, as like a person coming up in a startup and just being tasked with like you know grow this company SEO was one channel but like clearly it didn't work without having you know great copy on the website didn't work with having great like landing pages also mm-hmm. there was ways that we could use paid advertising to accelerate our SEO um and use partnerships to get links and like mm-hmm. to build like content awareness podcasting like we did everything yeah. um but ultimately all of that fueled our SEO engine which I think you can't just come and just be like hey I'm an SEO I'm going to optimize your website because you need like the full funnel of like different mm-hmm. activities um yeah. going on yeah which I think search first I like that like mm-hmm. I think the channel is really great to be searched but you can't do that with everything without all of the inputs that's so. true that's true I think one sort of a misconception that I've heard about SEO from people who are just starting off or, you know, everybody's, I mean, you know, now owning an agency of their own, a marketing agency. Uh, And most of the misconceptions revolve around that SEO is mostly and only linked to like stuffing your content with as many keywords as possible. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that is not even close to the truth of the whole umbrella term that it encompasses, right? Uh, like yeah. you mentioned about, you know, the backlinks, you mentioned about content, you mentioned about landing pages, like there's so much more to SEO. And I would mm-hmm. love to hear more about that from you, you know, like in terms of what exactly does SEO comprise of? Like if somebody wants to start working on SEO or, you know, even like learn the skill set, like where should they start? And uh, even for brands, I think this question goes both ways for people who want to learn yeah. and also for brands who want to improve or start focusing on it. Good, good question. Um, good questions. Um I would say so like SEO is a huge topic mm-hmm. fundamentally it's like I see it as like it's a distribution channel um you know, basically it's it's about making your work and your brand like um discoverable via Google like you know like the same way that like posting something on social media is like you put, putting your message out through social media I think it's the same like you're just optimizing to be discovered in google where people are making searches and they have problems just mm-hmm. like everywhere else um but seo like the inputs that go into making your content discoverable is like a huge topic it's like hugely debated like you know google is the big player in this space so you know most of the talk revolves around what's in google's algorithm you know like what mm-hmm. is what what are all these little things that make yeah. up like ranking factors like mm-hmm. what makes me rank number one and there's there's hundreds of them yep. um which is like the whole game of seo like how do we work out how can we optimize our content in the best way to get to the top of google which you know in the past their algorithm was mainly keyword mm-hmm. focused and backlink driven um which is why like at some point you could just include like 500 keywords on your page and it would it would rank right. um, but google's obviously got way smarter over time um keyword stuffing doesn't work i think they they kind of either will ignore it or they'll you know their other ranking factors will make up for it and you'll get 
downranked because you've just yeah you've got rubbish content or whatever um anyway so there's that whole bit there's the content there's the optimization there's the technical side of things how fast your website is how like um how like like this internal structure and how like crawlable it is by google like that's one part of it as well right. um, but each of those parts are like potentially deep expertise areas mm -hmm. like actually technical i think um you know everyone can write content but um some people go really deep in the code and like the kind of technical side of things yep. um so i would i would try to pick a niche that you know if you want to learn if you're a brand and um you know or an individual i would just like pick a pick a kind of area maybe like learn it holistically and then pick it break it into bits mm -hmm. um and try to figure out like how you can improve you know each of those little bits um but definitely start with the holistic like overview of seo and then i would like i mean i, I would advocate for like things like podcasts because obviously i have mm -hmm. a, a podcast all about seo yeah. but you know, I, for, for me, the best way to learn SEO is to listen to what other people are doing and to like go out and look at sites that are really successful right now, break them down, understand exactly what it is they're doing right and mm -hmm. just copy what they're doing. Because wow. um, no one really knows exactly what Google looks for. That's true. That's true. I, think, I think the best thing to, that you can do is go out and, and see mm -hmm. what is working and then break it up and, and really look at that. Um, so yeah case studies podcasts look at who's done successful stuff and, and figure out why yeah I have one question on that actually it just came into my mind because I personally use TikTok a lot and I think nowadays we do see a lot of content being resurfaced around the internet especially on LinkedIn as well I saw it a few days ago that TikTok is moving more towards you know like positioning itself as a search engine and mm -hmm. we do see content being you know more uh, prioritize or you know maybe ranked according to SEO as well so there's a lot of like tricks and tips you know that people are taking away from Google and now applying yeah. that to TikTok as well so what's your take on that I I don't know actually I I kind of I've looked at TikTok I've used it I've realized how addictive it is and then I've stopped it using is. it yeah I think I think as a community we're probably all saying like mm -hmm. Oh, yeah I, everyone wants to be like oh it's this new thing like we should we should look there and worry about this but then I think everyone who's actually been anyone who's been in marketing for a while knows that these things like come and go like mm -hmm. true there was um I don't know every year there's a new technology that comes out and everyone's like it's gonna replace Google um, <laughs> Recently, like, we had the chat GPT. I feel chat GPT is like a huge threat to Google. I don't like, for, I think these things like Google seem like unshakable, but I think actually yeah. like companies come and go and it would be crazy if Google somehow like lost a lot of their market share, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen in the next hundred years, like it's going to happen. So yeah, you should always be prepared and looking for new, new technologies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in terms of technologies and also, you know, staying up to trend, uh, I just want to know, Ben, like in terms of your career, like how have you um, stayed up to trend yourself? And now I know that you have a platform where you do help other people do the same, uh, but I also want to understand in terms of like building your skill set over time, like how have you done that for yourself? Um, so actually for me, like the, I'm trying to think back to the early days, but I think there's two, there's two like fundamental things that have really really worked for me mm -hmm. one is is doing it myself 
Right. So having a reason, like there's only so many courses you can just like consume and be like, ah, oh, okay, theoretically I understand yeah. that, but like go and start, you know, like you have start a podcast mm-hmm. and realize it's actually really hard to make people listen yes. and then figure out all the growth like what, <laughs> what what can I do to grow it and then like mm-hmm. what can I do to make it more interesting like all those things are like lessons core lessons in marketing like what it makes something good yep. what makes something shareable you know all those things so like especially when it comes to SEO like I don't know any successful SEOs ever who have not like done this had their own blogs have their mm-hmm. own like sites that they test things on like experiments that they do all the time like that ultimately I think is the best way mm-hmm. to learn um and I would say the other so the other the other thing is podcasting for me like mm-hmm. I think everybody should start a podcast like every business three text companies I've been in um and for me like I'm not, I I don't learn that well by like reading articles and I like I, I don't like reading books right um, I feel like it's I should it's, really <laughs> it's, too, it's too long my attention span is yeah. <laughs> not good um but but yeah but like po- but but po- doing the podcast myself gave me a real reason yeah. to reach out to people and learn from them so like and then I would have a conversation and I, I think I learned from other people like and I, to be engaged they need to be talking to them and like asking them what I want to know and podcasts give you like a platform to be like so like when I first started how the how the fuck podcast it was a b it was b2b marketing in general now it's all SEO SEO case studies um but in, it was it was b2b marketing mm-hmm. marketing in general. and like I was you know so, like and I had no like no personal brand or anything at that point mm-hmm. but my very first episode was with like April Dunford, who's like one of the world's kind of top positioning experts, just yep. sat me down for an hour and taught me about positioning. And then like number two is like Chris Walker, who's like probably mm-hmm. the best like, B2B, most innovative, like B2B marketer at the top of their game at the moment, mm-hmm. sits me down and tells me why we're doing B2B marketing different wrong at the moment. So like it's the best Trojan horse is just starting mm-hmm. something, an interview series. Yep. It gives you a reason to drop into the inbox and offer that someone value back so mm-hmm. that you steal their secrets, you know? Yeah. Um, or, or, but to be honest, you could just go and listen to podcasts if that's who you are. But for me, like, um, I like listening to comedy podcasts. I like listening mm-hmm. to like fun <laughs> stuff. I, yeah. don't, I don't like listening to B2B marketing yep. um, all the time. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me, the best way was to like have a purpose behind what I'm doing and, and podcasts for starting a podcast or a blog where you interview people I think is just like the secret behind it all really if you I I I think the reason people don't maybe is like it does take time but also like it takes some kind of like it's a bit scary I guess Mm -hmm. you've got to reach out to people um, and you've got to like honestly you've got to be like I don't know anything about this but I'm going to ask dumb questions Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's fair enough and they don't mind but actually you can position yourself as like, I'm the learner, my audience is learning with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just you just got to step out of your comfort zone a little bit because it's, yeah, the payoff is huge. I share stuff on LinkedIn that like, I mean, I used to anyway, that stuff mm-hmm. I just learned. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to like refine my thinking, you know, like here's, here's what I've just learned. And then I'd explore it across the internet and be like, here's mm-hmm. what other people say. And like, 
it's just a reason to learn but that's I've always been like the learn by doing person so like posting on LinkedIn is just another part of that forces you to learn um so yeah I would I would yeah it's done so much it's changed my like career and my life doing that posting on LinkedIn so that's amazing I think for me like I can definitely resonate with the fact you know by of learning by doing because I'm also not someone who can sit through let's say when I was in back in school like sitting through lectures and you know downloading everything and I'm like no not possible this is too much <laughs> but yeah. I really want to understand Ben like what was your inspiration behind how the fuck podcast like was it the fuck ups that inspired you or what well, like what was the whole vision behind this like why so I was actually sat with the person who gave me my first ever marketing job who's like my friend Vanessa in but mm-hmm. she lives in Barcelona and that's where I work right. um, and I was just like I just want to do this and I was like I'm going to do it and then mm-hmm. I'm going to call it and then it just was we were chatting and I think I just was like what do you think about how the fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, why not okay I'm doing it and I've made the made the website and everything straight away but yeah. it's it, it means like to, for me it was like this feeling of like I'm looking at all these people doing amazing stuff and I don't know how to do it so like how the fuck are you doing it yeah um, and it's just like the how-to guides and like the expression mm-hmm. of like wow you've done something crazy like it's a, a success story like how mm-hmm. do you do it tell me tell me everything and it was always like I want so much detail that I can copy this myself um, mm-hmm. so I ask all the guests like really mm-hmm. like specific stuff that they kind of want to keep a little bit secret but I could try to get them to share it they they mostly do yeah um, true true wow yeah. but how would you compare your journey like because I do understand you know starting something is obviously way more scary you know and then of course like living up to it and staying consistent is even more than that uh because you know once you make a decision you're like oh shit I actually need to you know like reach out to people and do uh, sit through those episodes and you know come up with those questions and you know things like that so it is a very scary journey to do it on your own as well but yeah. I have seen your journey with how the fuck podcast and I think you're doing such a tremendous job uh also converting you know those podcasts into so like actually like full of learning like these case studies that you've created on LinkedIn so I really want to understand, like, how was this, um, like, whole journey for you in terms of repurposing that content uh, on LinkedIn, the way that you are doing it right now? And how different was this when you first started off and now where you're at with the podcast and the case studies? Mm. Yeah, so when I first started doing it, it was just a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and there was no, like, monetization strategy mm-hmm. behind it, right. I suppose. It was just, like, let's grow a newsletter list and see what happens mm-hmm. um and then actually like I did it once a week and I did like 30 episodes or 35 episodes and then um it did get a bit too much like every single week like it's exhausting on top of your day your day job um yeah. and like I took a break it took like a year it was over the pandemic so like actually it was just like kind of bored anyway mm-hmm. um that's yeah. when I originally started I think it was like the original part of the pandemic and mm-hmm. um I took like a whole year off um, because I kind of burnt out from doing that and just like exhausted. And then like my social life came back and I was like, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. But then when I came, then I realized like I was working for another, another like, like SaaS business. And I realized like I'd stopped the thing that I really enjoyed kind Mm -hmm. of doing so that I could just focus on my job. And actually that's the other way around because long-term for me, like I know that I just want to be my own boss, like start my own business. So um yeah I'm gonna keep doing it 
and then mm. uh, and eventually I you know I quit in December this year oh, wow. so, so like I, I kicked off the podcast again in, oh in like September and I started mm-hmm. going like crazy on it and I made right. a new plan like I niched it down so it was like SEO only because that's what I knew I, I had expertise in right. um I made it all about SEO then I, like, the case studies part was like um you know what people were enjoying the most and then mm-hmm. I started figuring out increasingly like how can I share these things like mm-hmm. on LinkedIn and then I quit to go full-time in it I got the so the best thing was I got sponsors and sure. then I got I started having a premium community and I was like okay this is like getting traction I can suddenly mm-hmm. see a way that I could um a way forward that I could basically do this I can get paid and make money and and and, and live without it mm-hmm. um and that was the key thing like hrefs like the seo tool was this was the sponsor mm-hmm. nice uh, and they have a partnership program like people should like reach out that they're, they're definitely you know wanting to invest in more mm-hmm. niche product projects and stuff they don't really care that much about your audience size mm-hmm. um so you should definitely definitely yeah reach out to them but um yeah and then actually so actually like I, I I was like everyone's going crazy about carousels so I made a I made like a just the biggest carousel ever about, <laughs> about this case study I just did with monday.com right um, yes yes yeah and and it went like it got like two and a half thousand likes or something it went mm-hmm. crazy and yeah. I like 70 premium subscribers I had like three I had like 10 people reach out to me wanting me to like help them grow their SEO and like you know clients and stuff so like that was like the day I quit that went viral so that oh, was like man. wow that is amazing that is so cool it was a bit of a relief to be honest like <laughs> yeah yeah it accelerated the growth of this yeah. podcast like mm-hmm. you know, 10 times instead of like the you know the targets I was set for the whole year it, like happened very very quickly mm-hmm. um so yeah it was nice it was a nice start like definitely recommend going viral if you can actually manage to do it <laughs> yeah it's not really a easy thing to predict um but yeah then carousels I was like okay carousels are working like they are obviously the thing on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. at the moment um yeah yeah, just like lent into that like very much and just every week new case study like attended I so for a while for the premium I've been working out like the funnel you know like Mm -hmm. how do I turn a listener into a premium subscriber um so that I can like have money to make this of course, of course. to fuel this and um so like why my my funnel at the moment is free podcast mm-hmm. I write it up and I yep. make a case study and that case study is not like it's not just the podcast like transcript or anything like that it's like me explaining why did they say this what did, why did they do this like what is the SEO like mm-hmm. theory behind this and like how can you copy it step by step just yep. so like taking it that next step further and then I say to anyone who's listening, oh, 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 and then I turn that into a mini version for LinkedIn. So then, right. then okay. so then they see the, ca- the carousel version. Mm-hmm. They say, if you want the deep dive, you go here to the blog. There's like the three, 4,000 word one. Mm-hmm. And then you get this whole like, experience of like, you can listen, you can read along, you get, you follow like me on social. So you have like a bit of a surround sound, like mm-hmm. kind of understanding of each week's carousel if you're if you're like a follower and a subscriber mm-hmm. um, and then I, sh- I break it down into even more tips and like share them in different carousels and things but all of it ultimately is to to try to get more premium subscribers who mm-hmm. stick around for the long term yep. Um, yep. 
yeah that's the best honestly i would say the best thing is to get the sponsor because um try to get someone who works with you like long term who like backs what you're doing and, and has a similar kind of audience to you because they don't have to worry so much yeah. about yeah because it's, it's hard to, to produce a podcast in a case that like, takes me two days a week to do the whole thing yes yeah you need to get, you need to get paid <laughs> somewhere <laughs> True. True. but can i ask like how many paid subscribers do you have at the moment i think it's like a like maybe 140 nice okay and recurring right yeah yeah that's yeah. pretty cool yeah. man i love that and a, lot, and a lot of them are like a lot of them have the annual subscription so that's like yes okay yeah but it's only really been kicked off for like two months or mm-hmm. something so i just yeah i've always said from the beginning like i want a thousand yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that i'm yeah. like clear mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Know, i'm doing everything i can yep. yeah but, <clears throat> but i'm really moment... hoping that whoever listens to this like please go ahead and subscribe because i do know <laughs> that your content is really honestly really valuable and those are SEO practices that really can be applied globally. So it's not really on the local level, but it can really change uh, your SEO game wherever you are. So if anybody's looking to, you know, build that skill set or learn from a podcast and learn from content that's available online, then I would really suggest, uh, to, you know, go and. Thanks. Thanks for the shout out. I mean, I don't want to plug it too much, but it's like. Um, no, but it's always good, you know, because it's so nice to actually see your journey from like the outside and now behind the scenes as well. I mean, I can only imagine, man, how much effort goes behind that uh so yeah kudos to you for that thank you very much i mean yeah and whatever industry there's, there's enough now case studies mm-hmm. that whatever industry you're in you could probably yes. find someone who is like where you want to be and copy mm-hmm. the exact strategy so like have a look see if it's someone relevant um especially if you're in software like i've got loads of SaaS businesses in mm-hmm. there now yep uh, and also i think it's so difficult nowadays to crack the b2b aspect or also the SaaS uh, b2b concept because with B2C, I think people sort of have standard practices, but with B2B and with SaaS, I think you need to really hone down the craft to understand, you know, what works and what doesn't. So yeah, I'm really glad that you're working on that side as well, uh, like, you know, niching it down further. But I really want to know, a little segue from the topic, Ben, uh, what do you call your biggest achievement? Would it be the starting this project? Or, and also, I really want to know what's your best fuck up, like not the biggest one, but the best one that you're like, oh, <laughs> changed my life. That's a really hard question. I think the, the biggest fuck. I don't know. I, yeah. There's been so many like fuck outs in my life, but I don't know if there's like one I would say is big mm-hmm. or really big. Um, sure. My biggest achievement, honestly, I think a couple of startups ago that I worked in, like I was brought in and it's not like a huge, like some of the stories I tell on the podcast, like it's like zero to 2 million in uh, monthly visitors in, in mm-hmm. 12 months. Like, yeah. You know, I've never done something as crazy as that. Wow. Um, but the truth is, like, the, probably my favorite achievement, pro- like, is um, this company I used to work for, Sendy Sum. Like, w- mm-hmm. when I first was with them, they had nothing, like, nothing from a marketing perspective. Like, no, they had a website, obviously, but wow. they had no, like, steady kind of growth mechanism. Mm-hmm. They had no, um, they had no SEO at all, like, zero traffic. And over the year, just just me we like figured out how to make that company grow mm-hmm. and like that's it was like the most foundational I guess year from a marketing perspective like just outbound sales is not working at all but mm-hmm. like marketing was bringing in consistent like demo requests yep. from from all the activities that we started doing mm-hmm. and I think we took it from like I think it was like zero to five thousand on my own like with no freelancers or anything and then 
but also like from zero to eight monthly demo requests. So like people reaching out and then converting at like 25% or whatever, like quite good conversion rates mm -hmm. and like quite, quite kind of nice deal sizes, like in the, in the like 5,000 a month kind of thing. Um, but I think for me, like it was just really cool to be like, oh, cool. So like we sort of figured out these things that are happening. I think for everyone on that team, it was like such a passionate team, mm -hmm. like a huge, like a, like a really cool technology, but like we don't know how to sell this thing. We don't know how to write copy. And so I did like kind of everything from like copywriting, positioning through to like, you know, blogging and, and um, partnerships and podcasting. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was a stressful year, but like we took it to somewhere like from zero to something that now like, you know, now I left there, but now like, like, you know, they have big growth goals and yep. like, yeah, they're kind of taking off a bit, you know, they work with some really cool brands like Hopin and stuff like that. Like cool. now, and, and they're all from like kind of podcasts and, and SEO and stuff like that. So it was really nice to see it really work. Um, so yeah, like that was the first it was the first time I'd like built a holistic growth mm -hmm. growth strategy um, that took something from absolutely nothing to like, yeah, like a business basically. So that was, that was probably my greatest achievement. Cool. I have one question on the case studies that you've done so far. Like, is there a personal favorite that you've done? Probably the Monday one that went, that went viral. Right. Um, like, yeah, the, it's, it's still to this day, like, bringing mm -hmm. me premium, premium subscribers like a subs yeah. people are still talking about it on the internet like mm -hmm. disagreeing or agreeing with if it's a good strategy right. or not mm -hmm. um yeah so I was just think it was like quite a compelling story like people clearly it was you know zero I think they created like a thousand articles for Monday mm -hmm. in a year and wow. they accelerated their growth like quite dramatically from a search perspective um, you know, I, I don't know if everyone knows Monday.com, but at that at that mm -hmm. time when this was happening, like I could not stop seeing them. They were in the they were in my like the metro, like tube, everywhere. They were every advert I ever looked at on the internet was them. Like they were spending. I keep money. seeing their YouTube ads all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they were blowing they were blowing through their marketing budget to scale mm -hmm. up. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think seeing it from the search perspective and like it was that case study went through everything from like how to hire how to choose your keywords how to hire writers at scale how to vet writers where to find them um what documentation you need in place to do this to build an operation that's successful like i think operate content operations is fascinating as like an seo concept like how do you make you can make everyone can make like one quality article a month but how do you do that like a hundred times or yep. 800 times in one month like that's that's um yeah take something quite special so like those probably that one wow nice and if i can ask what's your top strategy for seo my top strategy of seo <sighs> um so i would say just whatever you do like listen to the get the basics right get the fundamentals right so like you know, put your keywords in the right places. Don't do anything to like hack Google mm -hmm. uh, to try, don't do anything like to try and cheat them because ultimately one day they will catch up. Mm -hmm. And then I think my my favorite thing is to combine like thought leadership and SEO content. Like don't see that, don't see your SEO writing as like 
it can be rubbish because it's just going on search. We're not sending it to our customers because if you get a thousand people a month coming to that article, like yep. if that's rubbish content, it's not going to do much for you. Like I see it all the time with people I work with, like we've got 10,000 traffic, but mm-hmm. literally none of them ever have gone to our pricing page or our product pages to look around. And ultimately why I'd say is lean into like your thought leadership, make sure you have like expertise in there, get interview the right people, get experience and make sure your SEO content is like full with interesting insights, stuff that no one's ever seen before, um, real stories, like that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And one last question from my side, also considering the time that what is your advice for people to like how to invest in their marketing career in terms of starting off? Because right now we're living in a day and age where there's a lot of layoffs as well happening around us so what's your advice to people who are in the marketing space whether starting off or getting uh, looking for a new job looking for you know maybe pivoting their careers so yeah um yeah i mean you, you layoffs that really sucks especially if you're in like a, a, a um in a precarious situation i would i would honestly recommend like I think every, everyone maybe has to learn this lesson, but like don't over, don't ever be loyal to a business. I, they, they have one I goal and it's profit. Yep. And uh, yeah, to be completely honest, like don't sacrifice your mental health for a company and don't trust that they're not going to lay you off because even the ones that say that they never do layoffs mm-hmm. are doing layoffs at the moment. Um, so like invest in your personal brand, your network, um, invest in your skill set always um, try to optimize for like new experiences for like achieving case studies yourself like this is what we did like try to get those experiences under your belt as soon as you can um, even if that's like starting your own blog like find a way that you can differentiate to show that you are doing something really good um, and yeah like for, I, I think if you can become someone who's like got something unique about them like you're 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 high you're always hireable um so like I would say also like I say this to all my friends like if you know that you're one of those people who works really hard like 90% of people aren't like that if if you really hard like value yourself and like back Mm -hmm. yourself like don't take salaries that are less than you deserve because you're going to turn up and they're going to go oh wow we're underpaying you great but like you know push for what you want and then like learn to show off your skills and and uh, yeah I think just do something also do there's again I come back to like that point like do something start yep. a podcast mm-hmm. posting on LinkedIn sure. you're just very valuable like that awesome. um, thank you so much for today Ben this was amazing and I mean it's amazing to just hear your story from behind the scenes and also to get to know you know how to start it uh, where you are at the moment and your journey with the podcast as well and keep doing the amazing job that you're doing it is so so good to just like you know go on linkedin on any day and i see your content i'm like oh wow you know this guy is just amazing <laughs> so thank, thank you so much. much for that no honestly i really mean it so thank you so much for sharing the content that you're sharing and uh, i hope you keep con- continue growing your subscribers and the community that you're building so yeah thank you so much for sharing your time as well Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, if anyone has any questions, feel free to add me on LinkedIn. But don't just add me; like, send a message because mm-hmm. I get a lot of lot of people I don't know adding me. So, like, just send me a reason, and I will accept. Okay. Um, but yeah, would love to chat. Awesome! Thank you so much. Thanks. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye.